morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. As always, we will be joined by Dwayne Long here in just a minute. If this podcast did not populate in your phone just now, you're doing it wrong. We need you to go to iTunes and subscribe to the Bucknuts Morning 5. It is the best way to listen. The podcast will populate in your phone right after I post it or when Dave posts it. We need you to get on there, subscribe, and go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. There are great reasons why we do this. And like Dave and I have talked about, we have some major technical improvements coming to the Bucknuts Morning 5 that are long overdue and we are sure you're going to enjoy. So please go and subscribe. Now to the business at hand, Dwayne. How are you this fine morning? Oh, it is a fine morning. We're, We're finally going to get an early spring, Dan. When is the last time that happened? I refuse to even address that for fear of jinxing it, but I'm not wearing long johns today for the first time. Down my way, I am in the Gem City to go a little further down the road. Princeton High School, just outside Cincinnati. Ohio State had already offered defensive tackle Darion Henry from that school. We were all waiting to see if they would offer outside linebacker Jaheim Thomas. That offer came over the weekend on a visit. Dwayne. Do we feel Jaheim Thomas is an outside linebacker capable of playing at Ohio State? Or was this a coin flip that Darion Henry, being part of a package deal possibly, encouraged the staff to offer Mr. Thomas? Well, uh, it's been my argument all along that uh, Thomas rated an offer anyway. Now, the one thing, I don't know if he's going to be an outside linebacker or if he's going to grow into a defensive end. Uh, I'm leaning toward he's going to be a weak side edge rusher when he gets here, and I think he's perfectly fine. Now, I'm sure that the Buckeyes would have rather waited and really got a better look at him up close and see what he's going to be, uh, a linebacker or defensive end. But uh, the urgency, you know, because there's uh, so much that it's not just a, a package deal with Henry and Thomas, but also with Paris Johnson, that solidifies that verbal with an offer to Thomas. So I imagine that uh, the when the offer came has something to do with a package deal uh, more than the actual offer itself. I think they would have liked to have waited to take a better look at him, see how the board was going to break down. Uh, there's some other guys out there uh, that they're really excited about. So. Uh, I think the timing is more the issue of, of uh, you know, the package deal than the actual talent of Thomas. Yeah, anybody with Twitter knows that trio has been out and about together. Thomas is a really good athlete. If you're going to gamble on a guy who's somewhere between 6'3 and 6'5 and runs, I think that's a decent gamble these days. They will find a spot for him. Princeton is a quality program. And if it does help Darion Henry and Paris Johnson come, I don't. that's a lesser of several evils, so I am into it. Speaking of an in-state prospect we are still discussing, and I hope I pronounced his name correctly, Diamante Trainum from Akron Hogan. Thought by many to be a linebacker heading into the offseason here. This guy wants to play running back. He was at the opening and was awarded the MVP award for running back. He's going to commit soon, and most think he will commit to Ohio State. Let's say that happens. When DeMonte Trainum plays his first game at Ohio State, what position do you think he'll be playing? 
you know, we got a new cycle going here, and he's gotten MVP as a running back. I like him better as a as a linebacker. Not that I didn't think he was a good running back. I thought he was a better linebacker. Maybe that's changed. That that last year, Steel Chambers, uh, I didn't really like him as a running back at all coming off his junior year film. Uh, his senior year film, I said, oh, wait a minute. This guy, he's gotten better. He's He's seeing the field better. I'm seeing a guy who's more explosive, and maybe that's what's going on with Trainum. It's it. I think Trainum is a better running back as a junior than Steel Chambers was as a junior. Uh, but we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him on film this year uh, as a running back and see. You know, I I just don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize the possibilities of. B. John Robinson and Kendall Milton, those two guys are just top of the list, no doubt about it. And and those are the two I'd like to take. And if we've only got two running back slots, I would rather see where that is before I took Tram as a running back. I, I think about bringing him in as an athlete. And I don't think there's any question Trainum is an Ohio State caliber athlete. I'm happy to invest in a guy like that. And we all know it probably mends some fences to Akron Hoban if we pull that off. Let's move to the actual team on the field for the Buckeyes this season. And let's get into one of your specialties, and that is the offensive line. Greg Skidrawa, offensive line coach, spoke recently. I thought it was noteworthy when asked about his group. The first three names out of his mouth were Josh Myers, Wyatt Davis, and Nicholas Petit-Frere, although he left off the Frere. It seems all three young guys are going to have a chance to play a major role on the squad. Let's start with the biggest one, and that is in the middle, and that is Josh Myers. Sadrawa seems very pleased with his progress at center. Josh is a guy we've been waiting on for quite some time. Miamisburg native here in the Drum City. What is your vibe on Myers? Will the weight be worth it? Well, I was I just felt like he was a better fitted guard, but if he's uh showing well at center, you play him there. I mean, that's just a much more important position. So if he can handle the responsibilities, uh then you go with him. And also he's a younger guy. So you've got years with him. Uh, makes perfect sense uh, when you think about it that way. I was just uh, thinking that, you know, he is just such an absolute monster as uh, just going straight forward. And, you know, don't give him anything else to do. Just let him go forward and knock people down. But if he's got the center responsibilities down, yeah, it's just more important position you play him there. From a youth movement perspective, would you be comfortable going into next season with Josh Myers at center, Wyatt Davis at right guard, and Nicholas Petit-Frere at right tackle? Yeah, well, you're talking about, you, you know, if you go back and look at these guys when we actually saw them play football, which is high school, you know, we haven't seen them play much as uh, college players. Davis has played a little bit. Uh, these were elite offensive linemen, elite athletic big guys. So, yeah, and, and you know what, Dan? We just got to accept reality. We got 12 offensive linemen on this roster, 12. So uh, I don't know who else there is to go with. Think about the classes. You know, you got Max Ray. He's a younger guy. So we've got a bunch of young guys. We went out and got a grad transfer and looked at at least two others. So we know we got numbers issues and we've got uh, experience issues. Well, uh happy that these guys are st- standing up and, and playing well enough that uh, the offensive line coach is, uh, is going to talk about them first. 
Cedrell also said that Jonah Johnson is being seen as a guard. So I think you can expect him to start at left guard. Your left side should be Thayer Mumford and then Jonah Jackson. So you'll have some experience on the left, possibly a little green on the right, but the talent level will be excellent. Last one, let's talk middle linebacker. They touched on this on the BM5 yesterday, and I thought you might want to hit on it as well. It sounds like it could be, whether it's injury or whatever, developing into a challenge between Taraja Mitchell and Perf Borland. If we're getting the tough Borland of last year, I have no idea why this is even taking place. What is your vibe on the middle linebacker battle? The same as yours. I just, I, I don't, tough Borland did not play well at all. And, you know, you say, well, he's recovering from a knee injury. Then what the hell is he doing out there? If he's not fully healthy, then that's just – and this staff has not shown – this medical staff has been very conservative with uh, putting guys back on the field. Uh, you know, we can go back over the years and, and the number of guys who just, uh, you know, they've given people medical waivers. They tried to get uh, Johnny Dixon to take a medical waiver. Uh, they've just been very conservative with their decisions. So him back on the field says he was healthy, and he was not a very good football player. So I'm very happy to hear that Taraja Mitchell is pushing him. I hope he's the guy that steps in there. I just, you know what, uh, too often I'm watching tough boy when chase people around, and he's got no shot at catching them. And then so often when he did catch people, he missed tackles. This is not going to help us at all if if uh, Tuff Borland is the starting middle linebacker. I mean, I just I'm going off what I've seen. Now everybody can you know you, you get you drill you practice and maybe you get better. You know we we see that happen all the time. That's the whole point in practicing. Just based on what we've seen, I'm hoping it's Roger Mitchell. I just don't. See where uh, you know Tuff Borland got that much better in this off season. Uh, he got that much faster. He got ran. People ran away from Tuff Borland. Just left him. You know he was no longer a concern. They're just running down the field and worried about what's in front of them. I really am happy to hear that Mitchell's pushing him. Without question, my only hope here is that Borland was more injured than I thought last year and is back to a higher level of play. My other hope is that you enjoyed the show. Have a good one, Buckmanners.